Hey, the wolf here. This episode of Maximize You is going to be geared toward our Toastmasters group, a little interview with our district director, Joel Dawson, and some key tips and strategies on how you can improve yourself in the Toastmasters world. But hey, for those of you who aren't, there are going to be some leadership gems in here and nuggets that you can definitely take away to use anywhere in your life, home, family, or in the community. So sit down, buckle up, and get ready for another good episode of Maximize You. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Hey. Morgan? Hey, how you doing, Wolf? Doing fantastic. Man, we got another week here of uh, Maximize You. We do, and we're going to sneak in a little Toastmasters this one. I know. Oh, when, well, I love I, toast. I had a nice English muffin for breakfast this morning. When I was lovely. doing these with Joel, I was calling the district director's corner. But that wouldn't apply right now because we're just some good old-fashioned, experienced Toastmasters. We really are. Yeah. And yeah. and so, and I've, you've got like eight or nine years. I'm at ten years. Yeah, ten and actually, a half, no. actually. No, no, this is ten this year. For you? Yeah. Oh, nine's when I joined. So ten years. So you must have right at 11 then. No, I joined in 09. January of 09. I think yours was in right June. June, what, what, June 2009. You sure about that? I guess I had to go on the Well, we've been doing this profile. for a while now. We're both distinguished Toastmasters. We were both... Highly recognized in our district as Absolutely. leaders right. and as presenters. We're going to be doing a training actually coming up this uh, weekend. We've been invited. Yeah, a couple of days we're going to be doing one. But tonight I wanted to chat about a couple of the roles, leadership roles in the club, the vice president of membership and the vice president of public relations. You know, and two of two probably, I would say, two of the most underrated positions. I mean, there are a lot of positions, seven positions total yes. in, a, in a Toastmasters elected in a, in a Toastmasters Club elected leadership corps, there are seven positions, you know, and the, the two limelight positions are, you know, always going to be your president and your vice president of education. But the VPM and the P, VPPR, membership and public relations, respectively, um, I really think are some of the, or can be some of the unsung heroes of a club, you know. Absolutely. I believe that the VPM role, vice president of membership, that's really the sales position in the club. It is. I believe. I mean, it is. they are, and again, I'm going to reference back to your club leadership handbook. Read those pages in relation to those roles to give you all the specifics of what you're responsible for. Because I think that's the basics of Toastmasters where we, I think we might miss it a little bit when we step in these leadership roles. Is Do we really dig in and understand the role in of itself? Right. You know, what are those steps and things we have to do and what we're responsible for? And then secondly is getting the leadership training on how to be better leaders in this particular environment. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I look at, you know, you look at those roles. You know, your president is your club CEO. Your VPE is your chief operations officer. Your VPM is really going to be your chief sales officer. That's correct. You know, and then your yes. VPPR is your chief marketing officer. Mm-hmm. So really and truly, it's like you say, it, it is a sales role. And I'll tell you, because Toastmasters is a membership growth organization you know mm-hmm. it relies on membership growth from yeah. the club you know and that tr- obviously it goes all the way up to the national organization um, because it's a, a membership driven organization you have to have somebody in the in, we're, let's talk about the VPM role first let's silo these a little bit sure you got to have somebody in that role who is going to be absolutely committed to growing the club and and understands that there's going to be attrition you know, we, we say, you know, you and I mm-hmm. ran the roads and, and have talked for hours about this subject, about um, uh, club retention. Yes. Um, 
you know, and we, we know that there's a certain percentage of people that will just leave just for whatever reason. Uh, but a lot of the times it's because, you know, maybe their goals aren't being met or the goals have been met. And so they decide to move on. Um, they don't feel like they're connecting with anybody in the club. So any number mm-hmm. of reasons. So the VPM has to understand that there's going to be attrition. You might be able to retain some of that. But ultimately, you're going to have to be that chief sales officer to go out and to spearhead the effort to bring in new blood into the club. Absolutely. They have to be committed. And, and that's just one of the things that I wish, I wish, I wish I could wave a wand and, you know, help every officer to own their role. You know, because we have some officers that will run because they really want to do it and they volunteer. And then you got some folks that get voluntold. You know, yes, and, yes. And I've been there. Yeah, yeah, you, me, both, you know, <laughs> right. and we could write the book on it. But they get voluntold and they get basically shoehorned into a role, and it's like they don't they don't really see the importance of the role, and they certainly don't want to own it. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk to the VPMs for just a few minutes yep. on why that role is so special and and how to really be impactful. Right, and for me, I think it's the reason I kind of brought in both of these roles together is I think these are the two people in the club. I mean, everybody works together. It's a team effort. Yeah, sure. All seven leadership positions have to work together to have a good, healthy club environment. Mm -hmm. But I think these two really work together a little tighter simply because the PR person is getting word out into the community, right? Whether it be Facebook, Mm -hmm. your Instagrams, whether it be, uh, you know, radio, TV, whatever they can do to get, you know, stuff out there. Yep. And then the membership guy is a guy that's getting folks to come in but also asking the question when the members when the guests walk in the club door yeah, you know or, or gal or gal excuse me you're right correct <laughs> i had to do it as the people of the guests walk <laughs> in the door i don't know yeah, if that was I, right either but the, nonetheless they're absolutely they, yeah. they should absolutely work in tandem i agree mm-hmm, with that actually um, and, and then they, the second piece of that i think is in toastmasters i've found that most leaders can't say all neglect to build a team yeah. Find even just one other person inside the club to help yeah. you with public relations or membership. Yeah. So that you're not the only one. And obviously the other leaders, you know, uh, president, vice president of education, step into those roles and help as well. Because obviously a vice president membership may not be there at every meeting. So someone right. else needs to be able to ask that question. Hey, how do you want to join tonight? Cash, sure. check, or credit? Fill out the application kind of thing. Well, you know, it's, it goes, you know, talking about that team approach, um, you know, it's an old adage when I worked for the Scouts years ago, and of course, part of that job was recruiting volunteers to run the program. Um, you know, we had an old saying: "Many hands make light work," and you've heard me say that many I've times over the years. Yeah, even you yeah. So, um, but I, I, I seem to remember imparting that idea, the idea of. Um, committees and, and making sure, you know, I did a, a, a an officer training uh, in this very room, uh, actually the room next door, uh, about a month ago, I think, uh, for one of our uh, division directors uh, for uh, some of the area officers, had a really good turnout. And I made that comment that, um, hey, you, you're responsible for it, but by all means, recruit a team. And it was just mm-hmm. like, like the light bulbs went off. It's like, well, what? Recruit a team? Yeah, dude. Why do you want to put all this work upon yourself? Many hands make light work. Have mm-hmm. not, and, and there's there's actually a two, two a threefold reason why you want to do that. Number one, 
is it develops your leadership skills. Number two, it develops other people's skills because you'll let them do it. But also number three, and there, there could be a, a number of other reasons, but number three, it also helps to create a built-in succession plan for that position. Because exactly. as we all know, Toastmasters, as great as it is, we just had a fantastic election, two of our good friends, uh, Matt Kinsey and Muhammad Kayum mm-hmm. were both elected to the yeah, – of course, I think Matt was already a part of the board, but elevated up to another uh, another level. But two of our good friends and one from right here in our district were elected. Uh, wonderful organization. That said, one of the challenges that I think Toastmasters has in leadership is it does not promote – um, succession planning in the clubs, and so there's a yeah. di- it becomes very disjointed from year to year. There's not a lot right. of continuity, mm-hmm. and so I think that's why you see clubs, a club ebb and flow when it comes to their energy, when it comes to their productivity. They can only ride mm-hmm. away for so long without that succession planning, right? No, so, no, I agree wholeheartedly. So you're recruit, right recruit, that. recruit a team, and then you're going to have. And I told those officers, you should probably already have at this point in the year. You should have as an officer, you should have your eye on somebody who's going to take that spot for next year. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so yeah. Look at the skills inside your club. I mean, members are speaking, members are communicating. You're getting to know folks. Look for the skills, and then also look for the folks who have interests. You know, yep. I remember one yeah, yeah. gentleman in our club. I'm not sure what happened. He actually stepped up the VPM role because the simple reason is he realized that it was a sales role and he yep. wanted to learn some sales skills. Yeah. So now he's since stepped away, but he understood what he needed to learn and he saw that position was something's going to teach him that. Yeah. So that's how you learn those skills is you have to step into the roles and do do the work. Sure. For sure. Yep. Now let's sidetrack for just a moment. Still VPM, VPPR. Yep. How do you feel that open house strategy plays into those roles, Scott? Well, I think you're. I think ultimately, going back to that tandem, your VPM. You know, it's all a team effort. Mm-hmm. But again, your open houses, de- depending on how often you do them. Our club has started going to a monthly open house format, which at first mm-hmm. I thought might have been too much. But you know, if you're going to coordinate it and you're going to make it a regular practice, I, I, you know, I've seen that that there could be a strength in that. You know, if it's a regular part of yeah. your calendar. But, you know, the VPM, the, there needs to be a strategy for how to approach an open house, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anybody can join Toastmasters, you know, if, if, being an open club. Anybody can can join an open Toastmasters club, one that doesn't have a membership restriction like Advanced Toastmasters or a corporate club. That's what I'm referring to there. Okay. Um, but anybody can join those clubs at any given time, at any point in the year. There's not an enrollment period or anything like that. Um, but when it comes to an open house, I think the VPM is sort of your, uh, not sort of, he is your conductor for that. He needs to know who is going to be their greeting guests, giving them name tags. If it's not that person, then somebody they've recruited to do that role. Um, somebody who's going to greet the guests, give them a name tag, make sure they feel welcome. Um, if there's food, you know, point out the food, you know, help yourself, please. Um, and, and then here's uh, and this could be the part that is lack. I've seen this lacking, introducing them to people. Yeah, that's what I always call the handoff. The handoff, rather than rather than just you know saying hey you know go ahead and uh, you know have a seat and do, you know we're going to start in you know five ten minutes or whatever and just letting them there and people you know and the and the members should take that initiative to come. But um, I learned this from from my boss and, and not, not necessarily learn it, but really have seen this in action with in my new job that I've got newer job three months now. My new boss is fantastic at taking me and saying, I'm going to go introduce you to people. 
Right. Rather than you know, and uh, you know, and she and it's not because I'm I'm shy or introverted because you know I'm not, mm-hmm. but I've seen her do it with everybody yeah. uh, because we've got a lot of new folks on our team. So I've so she is really good at making introductions. So hand handoff making introductions. Mm-hmm. So I think the VPM should be very much about um, that handoff making introductions, mm-hmm. um, and then the VPM sh- or somebody that they've designated. Um, at the end of an open house meeting, should be the one to make that appeal um, to join. You know, when that when that prospect shows in, uh, shows up and checks in, they they should be given a folder. That folder should have a real simple one sheet about the club meetings, maybe a brochure about Toastmasters, and then an application. Please and thank you. Don't include a, a handbook and all this other stuff to your prospective members. It's too right. much, and I've seen clubs do it. And I'm like, why yeah. would you do that? You're going to scare them off. That's simple. too much. Yes, that's Kiss right. it. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple, silly. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's right. Um, and then the, the VPM makes that appeal. So I think that that's, you know, the VPM has that control. And working with the VPE, who was responsible for the flow of the meeting anyway, uh, and then making sure the president, who I will still say should have the easiest job in all the clubs when everyone else <laughs> does their job, right. should know what's going on too and should be a part of that program. But really, an open house should be dictated by the VPM working with that VPE. The, the, and then you got your public relations vice president. Their job is to make sure that they understand the wins and the wares of these open houses. Right. Um, and they're promoting them and doing everything they possibly can to get that word out either on social media, in the community, in the newspapers, the, you know, whatever the, the platform is. So, again, right. it's a tandem work, but the, the big part of that is going to be handed, uh, handled by the VPM in that, in that capacity. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I think too, you know, you just kind of really gave a highlight of the whole open house program. You're welcome. Box. That's what thank I do. You, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. No, no, and it was perfect. It was good. It was a quick snapshot yeah. of that. <clears throat> and anyone that is interested in going deeper on that, I do have a Google Drive folder all set up with all the stuff. The one thing I need to update is I think it was uh, I need to change it because in the old leadership side we talked about. Um, Project 6, 8, and 10 in the competent leadership book, that needs to be taken out. But all the other information in my PowerPoint and all my, you know, downloadable material gives you the whole roadmap on how to do it. But the thing about the open houses that I think is biggest piece of that puzzle is it's a very simple, executable strategy <clears throat> that makes it easier on the club to continuously bring in new guests. Yeah, sure. Whether Definitely. you're doing it every month. Every six weeks, every quarter, whatever it is for your yep. club, yep. it gives you a systematized way of always having guests coming in. Yep. And part of the goals for our Distinguished Club program is what? Eight new members in a year, and then a minimum of 20 members is the healthy club, correct? Yeah, club so, strength, what they call it, yeah. With, those, with that strategy in place where you're doing an open house on a regular basis, it creates two things. It creates the opportunity to lead events and to teach the VPM VPR, or it can be assigned to other folks, but they definitely need to be heading up that that uh, strategy to learn how to pull off an event, how to get all the people involved, how to make sure everything executes and comes off well. Yep. Because there's going to be situations in some clubs where that VPM might not be the best person for maybe asking for the money, at the, you know, asking for the application at the end of the meeting. But they can find somebody who is good. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Re- Delegation. That's right? right. Remember, it does not have to be that person. It is Correct. somebody that they can recruit. They just need to make sure that it happens. And and if it's not going to be them, they need to train that person to make sure that that person understands what needs to be said, how it needs right. to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in a way that I think is not... Um, 
<laughs> not salesy to the the prospective new member. We don't. We never want to come across as desperate for membership. I think sometimes right. we do, we we can do that, especially when we we're have, coming up sure. on the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're three or four members short from distinguished club because you because you have to have either you know minimum twenty if you had it the previous year or your plus five. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's. Um, yeah, but it, it, I think that it should be the most natural thing in the world, just like in sales, period. Once you've educated your prospect, once you've done your due diligence to, to show, you know, and if you've had conversation enough with someone when they're walking in the door and, you, and you'd say, so there what you brings go. you to Toastmasters? What's your goal? Right. And you're able to help them to see them. That, and this is the thing. When you're able to help them to see themselves at the front of the room giving a speech or seeing themselves in fulfillment of that goal, it makes it so much easier to sign on that line that is dotted there at the bottom of the application. And here's the thing, that little application, the little application fee and everything is nothing compared Correct. to where it can take them professionally. Right? Oh, absolutely. You, you, another great point you just made there, Scott, is that the meeting itself, the environment, the culture that's created in a, in a good, solid, strong meeting, Yeah. it sells Toastmasters itself. It really does. So yep. coming back to my strategy, open house is just a system in which everybody inside the club is inviting guests on a regular basis. Yep. Because as we found in our club, and if I went across the district, I'm pretty sure it'd be really close. We're closing 30 to 40% of all the guests that walk in. We just had an open house. Three guests walked in. All three joined. Yeah. You know, here this past month. So the program works. You just have to work the program. Yeah. And it gets people on a regular basis. Oh, I need to invite a, a member or two this month. I mean, a guest or two this month. Then you get in that habit and routine. It, it really becomes to... It becomes an engine that works for itself. Sure. And let's also talk about this, though, too. And I think part of the secret sauce to getting people to join a club and seeing themselves as a part of that club is to bring energy to the meetings and yes. be consistent. So yes. um, I, because I can remember a time 10 years ago when I first became a Toastmaster and I walked in the door of my club. <laughs> I mean, and and there we still have a member, uh, one guy um, from that time that's still a member of our club. This is before you stepped in um so there's one guy i can remember when that club was just apt i mean good people very good people uh dull not not energetic not fun i remember Um, and it was more we actually had we had one of our uh, members that um i had brought in former co-worker of mine who ended up leaving because she said it felt more like work to her yeah. to do this to do her speeches mm-hmm. and there was no fun to it yeah so and then and then in walked uh i, I can it's it's almost like um before joel after joel but joel dawson <laughs> really um i'm just gonna give him credit yeah. he's our current club president but he's a past club president our current district director uh, and i i have to believe he's gonna be a future board member if not a Oh, international absolutely. president if he decides he wants to continue he's just got that much charisma and that much drive and leadership in him mm-hmm. and, and uh you know he was able to bring when he became president he brought so much charisma and passion with him into that role we, we saw enthusiasm re- enthusiasm <laughs> we saw record a record-breaking membership growth during his tenure and it spilled yeah. over for a couple of years even after mm-hmm. so um so so going back to that if you're not if you're not bringing if you're not selling the sizzle mm-hmm. of Toastmasters, you got to bring some excitement. You got to bring the some excitement, fun. yeah. Yes. And you have to show you have to show camaraderie. You have to show mm-hmm. fun. You have to show enthusiasm, and 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 it being very organic and not forced because people can tell if you're being fraudulent about it. Mm-hmm. 
that's not our club, though. It's it's just very natural. We have people that genuinely enjoy one another. Yes, we love to have a good time, and we're very supportive of one another. Sometimes I think we forget about the overall mission, you know, and, and it being a development opportunity for the uh-huh. sake of the fun. Sometimes we could give them a little more critique and yeah, feedback, yeah, yeah. right? But yeah. still, it's but it is it, we've created an, an environment where people want to come. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Again, that environment is probably the number one piece of the puzzle yep. for healthy clubs, in my opinion. Um, and tonight we were just kind of looking for those strategies. But, you know, all that said and all that brought together as we kind of wrap this up, Scott, what are the, um, you know, we, we really nailed a lot of things tonight. I think we covered a lot of ground. I hope everybody was using their, you probably need to re-listen to this episode and make some notes for yep. sure. But as we kind of bring it into an ending, what are like, just give us two strategies, tips, Best practices on each of those roles that you would probably yeah. get out there? What would so, it be? So best practices on the VPM. You know, first of all, one of the things that tends to happen sometimes, whole you know, people slip through the cracks. And the VPM or their committee is responsible for um, making sure that people that don't enroll or enroll. <laughs> There's me and my job, right? <laughs> people that don't sign up, you know, uh, and join the club – um, you know that we're that we're contacting them, right? And and yep. and look, stop with the emails, please. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, if you're a VP, if you're a club officer of any kind or a club member, and you're tasked with reaching out to people that maybe have stopped coming, or you know, look, an email and a text message is all fine and good. Dot dot dot. As a backup to a good old fashioned phone call, mm-hmm. please stop being afraid of the phone. Call people. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen them, if you know you have members that you haven't seen in about three or four weeks, call them. Mm-hmm. You can email them or text them as a follow up, but call them. Hey, I just wanted to, I just wanted to check in with you. We hadn't seen your beautiful face in a while. We hadn't seen your 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 great smile, your fun attitude, or whatever. Pick pick some feature and love on them a little bit. That's and just right. let them know, even if you got to talk to their voicemail, you've done, you've made that effort, and then followed up with a text message or an email. So that's number one, I think, is is calling people that not only um, maybe have stopped coming, and you don't hear why they're stopped coming, but also to call on those prospective members who didn't sign up. Um, you know, you're responsible as a VPM. You're responsible for that guest book. If you don't have a guest book, go get one. If you don't go get one. Create a very simple sign-in sheet on Word or Excel. It's super easy. It'll take you all of two minutes. Boom, done. So that's number one. I think that's absolutely a best practice is, is to do that. Number two, I think you really need to um, facilitate some effective follow-up for new members too, whether that's working with the mentor committee, uh, making sure they get plugged in, working with the VPE so that goals are captured, um, and, then, and, that you're, and you're doing your little part to get that person engaged too. Some Absolutely. some clubs have outstanding mentoring uh, teams. I hate the word committee teams. Um, You're right. So, uh, and then some some clubs have great ones. Some clubs don't. Regardless, I think the VPM should kind of tag in with the VPE and to make sure that that member gets handed off um, the right way that they get transitioned into a club. VPM I think should should also conduct new member orientations. You know, especially if you've got a lot of new members that have joined at one time or within the last, like every other month, mm-hmm. do a do a member orientation. They don't need to be monthly. They don't need to, be, you know, or quarterly or whatever. As needed for your as club. needed, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's just an opportunity for for those members, those brand new members, to to really get in and have an opportunity, make it fun. Anytime you have a club, it should be a party. It should be mm-hmm. the best show in town. 
That's like right. We just had the Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back, all right. <laughs> they were here at the Cajun Dome. Toastmasters was meeting, um, and I, it should have been a better show than the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Certainly not, you know, with the not with the dance moves or anything, right? right. So it's it's all right. the things, right? So those are really a couple of things that I would say for a VPN is that they just really need to keep because they're not respo- sure. just responsible for new members. They're responsible for retention. So I That's think right. they need to be about um, calling calling. Again, members that aren't that haven't shown up in a while, new members or new prospective members that haven't signed up, also members that have dropped. Mm-hmm. And again, phone call, phone call, phone call. Make oh, yeah. a phone call. Hey, notice that you didn't sign up, or or you know we knew you didn't want to sign up. Maybe give them a, a, a month or two after the uh, the first of the year. So maybe starting in in uh, August or September. Hey, you know, just wanted to give you a quick call to see if you wanted to come back. We got our new leadership team in place. Um, you know, we, we you know we sure do miss you. Just want to extend an invitation for that's you to right. come, right? Mm-hmm. And then again, you can follow that up with a text or an email. So that's the VPN. Okay, VPPR. Um, I really think we we live more in this day and age of uh, technology. So I think for a VPPR, it would benefit you, uh, especially if you live in, in a more of a um, more of a metro area, you know, to start learning about things like Eventbrite, um, Facebook events, you know, mm-hmm. th- you know, any way because you Absolutely. can put you can put a Facebook event out there and it's going to be there and other people can see it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it'll sure enough, it'll show up. You know, uh, you have six events. You'll see this in your in your notifications. You got six events coming up that are near you. You know, and so there's your Toastmasters Club. So there's one of them. But I think you really need to get some, get tech savvy. Um, you need to understand yes. um, all those things. Um, also, think not only should you be on Facebook, you probably should be on Instagram. And Instagram is all about mm-hmm. visual. Well, guess what Toastmasters is? Toastmasters isn't written. It is all visual. Uh, uh, about 100% of it, <laughs> is lo- as best as I can tell, about? Is, 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 <laughs> is visual. Yeah, so, right. you know, show people speeches. Have the, get, the, get the different members of the club to give testimonials. Go do, do a, 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 an Instagram Live or a fa- and, and going back to Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and or a Facebook Live. Have one member log in and do an Instagram Live and have another member log in and do a Facebook Live. And then you got two different cameras going in and you're like able that. to record. Yeah. yeah, so you're able mm-hmm. to broadcast your meetings out to folks. Why That's not? That's a good strategy. Yeah, so, um, so there's that. Um, the VPPR should also uh, develop relationships with, with the local media. Mm-hmm. Um, they should know if there are any local TV stations um, getting up at mm-hmm. 4 in the morning, maybe once a year or <laughs> twice a year uh, to go yeah. get on the morning shows, um, get over to the radio stations. Um, you know, and, and I think because Toastmasters really gears mostly to the business community, uh, largely, Find those talk radio stations, like here in Lafayette, KPL. Mm-hmm. You know, um, get get on the talk radio stations. Um, you know, and, and go go to the places <laughs> where a lot of your demographic is going to be. So if your club has a lot of folks that are um, that are in that demo, they're in that business community. Go to those formats that are going to cater a little bit more to that, right? Um, yeah. If you have maybe a club that's a little more faith based, find some of your faith based radio stations. Maybe get on that. You know, True, so, yeah. you know, just try to try to, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with niche marketing or is that niche marketing, marketing to a specific group and then, um, you know, getting your message out. So mm-hmm. that would be um, my, my couple of uh, good to knows or takeaways for VPPRs. No, and that's great stuff, man. I like that. The, the other couple that I'm going to add really is kind of simple. And this is a, from a VPPR standpoint, a strategy I've recently learned about on a podcast that makes perfect sense is 
especially when it comes to local media, whether it be TV, radio, or written, is reach out to those folks, either the reporters directly or the contributing writers of your magazines and yeah. newspapers, yeah. because they're the ones that are looking for stories. Definitely. If you go yep. online to the editors, he's getting a pile of stuff because everybody's sending him you know, press releases yep. and such. So go to the smaller folks, and maybe you can get your way in there. Well, number one. Number two is consistency. Yeah. You know, hit these folks once a month, every month on a regular basis. Put it on your calendar to where you're calling. <laughs> Did yep. you hear that? We picked up the phone and made a call. Phone. Yep. You know, you can follow up with the email, but always call or see if you can reach these folks. Secondly would be, and a lot of this all across the country, we've got podcasts all over the place as you're listening to one now. You're going to have a lot in the local areas that might be interviewing yeah. local folks. And those yeah. are another way to kind of get your face and your name out there. Definitely. Um, and then yep. the last piece from the PR, but actually also the vice president membership standpoint, is we need to understand our club members better. To understand each and every member should be really have a goal every year to bring about one guest per month to the meeting. Yep. So that's 12 guests a year. Now, we know they're probably not going to bring 12. Some folks might bring more. But if they have a goal of one per month, that gives them something to shoot for. Yeah. And here's the second piece to that. What is their method of communication? Some people love to have a business card and hand it out to people. Yep. Some folks like the little trifold brochure. Some people are going to be the ones that might post it all over Facebook or LinkedIn or what have you. So find out which members like which particular modalities and ask Ooh. them to really work on those. Yeah. You know, Good. and I say that because, you know, Sonia Colliver and I, she said, man, oh, I'm more of a business card person. Great. Let's print Use them up. I printed up, you know, like 30 or 40 of them and gave yep. them to her to hand yep. out. It had our meeting, date, time, location, all that good stuff. So find out, you know, what will your members do? Because there's a million different things we can do to get the word out. Nothing beats the personal invitation, of course. Always. You know, the friend Always. you have or the neighbor or, you know, yep. someone, coworker at work, you bump into someone at the coffee shop, you know. Mention it. Talk about it. Because I think that's the other piece of what we miss. My opinion, Toastmasters is a very valuable personal development tool that gives people the opportunity to work on their communication, both style, methodology, and gives them a place to practice where they're not going to get you know booed and probably, sure, everybody's going to be nervous stepping into that realm. Yep. But they're not going to be beat up about it. They're That's going right. to be given constructive criticism on how to get better in that communication style. Yep. So just talk to folks about it and, and tell them what you're doing. And I think that's a big key there. And then the last thing I'm going to throw out there, again, this is for any of the leadership team, but I guess probably predominantly the VPN because it is their responsibility. You can't forget to ask for the application. Right. We have ask to ask sale. people to join. Yep. We have to. Hey, what did you like great about tonight? Oh, this and this. Awesome. Well, look, here's an application. You know, fill in your basic info here. Um, sign right back here. Make sure you read over the Toastmasters promise. It's going to be, you know, $66 to start for the next six months. How do you want to take care of that? I like that. Don't don't ask, are you interested? That's right. How do you want to take care of that? How do you want to take of care of Assume the sale. If you had a good meeting and it was, you know, exciting and everybody liked it and they had good things to say. And they should. Then they came there for a reason. Yep. Now, I will, I'm a, one caveat here. I had to remember this was probably about six months ago. I'm like, well, hey, why'd you, why'd you come in? Sonia told me I had to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that one might not be the motivated guest, but they showed up anyway and they did have somewhat of interest. Yep. But again, they walked through the door with an interest. They probably told you why they came. 
Well, I just want to get more confident in talking to my employees in a, in a meeting situation. Hey, great. Well, look, I think you saw you can get some help with that here. Mm-hmm. How do you want to get started? Cash, check, or credit? There it is. And it's simple as that. So just some little tips and strategies I think that can really help you guys out. Hope it's been some value. I think it has. Absolutely. Thank Again, you. go back and re-listen it to it. Take some notes. And I think you're going to really use this in reference and refer it to other club members. Yes. Refer it to other clubs out there, other say, area yes. division directors. Don't, because don't, don't keep it a secret. That's correct, because I think this is some valuable tools, and we're going to have it accessible. We'll put links on the District 68 website, I mean, a Facebook page, So, and even probably the website. So we'll get them out there for you, and you guys have a great evening. Appreciate y'all. From the captain. And the wolf. We'll catch you next time. Laters.